0: Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp. And today I'd like to welcome a guest onto our show who comes from a region of Europe known as Scandinavia, or the Nordics. So, Sarah Manson. Hey, hey. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Christian. Thank you.
0: All right. It's so good to have you on the show. So, uh, why don't we get this uh, conversation started and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do.
1: Yeah, I will do that. So, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am really thrilled to be here. And uh, so, my name is Sarah. And I am the head of sales at InSync, mm-hmm. and my main focus is to be part of driving sales in different ways. And mm-hmm. I'm also being partly involved in our strategic discussions uh, at InSync. So that's what I do.
0: Okay, fantastic, um, Sarah. Tell us um, about a current project that you're uh, working on that you're you know that gets you motivated and that you're very excited about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So one project that we are working on, and I am super excited about this um, because we are developing a self-service solution like Mm. a platform where our customers can affect and influence the content during the sales process from start to finish uh, in a way that doesn't exist today. Mm. And we're in the middle of this developing process right now. So that's really interesting.
0: That's that's amazing. So you said influence the content during the sales process? I mean, that sounds like a bit of a game changer to me, right?
1: Yeah, I think it will be uh, because uh, we, we see the need in the market and uh, it doesn't exist today. So it will be really, really interesting to see what we can get out of this.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, th- and thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, let's talk about your area of expertise, which will be, I guess, the highlight of today's discussion. Um, mm-hmm. Account-based marketing or ABM, right? Yeah. So, okay, for the benefit of our listeners who are not familiar with this discipline, uh, can you please walk us through what ABM is?
1: Yes. If you're working with uh, within B2B and you have mm-hmm. long sales cycles with different levels of complexity, the complexity many times comes from the number of people involved in the process. Right? Right. So if we put it this way, there's a company that you believe you can help and you want to influence the people inside this Mm -hmm. company. So with ABM, we can help you to do that. And ABM is about targeting the people at specific companies and get them to see messages that you want them to see and develop relationships with them. So you look at ABM long-term with a focus on nurturing highly targeted accounts that have the best fit for your company, so it's about relevance, not knocking on everyone's door. So you focus mm-hmm. your time, money, and resources on the deals that are most likely to close or bring long-term long-term value.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's also there are a lot of discussions going on about the M in ABM to be seen as misleading because ABM mm-hmm. requires that sales and marketing works together, so they right. should be synchronized. Right. Hmm.
0: Um, I, I mean, that's uh, you, you know, that's our <clears throat> uh, really insightful observations, and I'd like to expand on that a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, you know, later in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but in your um, in your professional opinion, why do you think? Uh, and, and you touched on it briefly, but uh, yeah. why, why do you think that ABM is such an important part of uh, what an organization needs to do? You know, in order to improve their marketing and overall performance.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, well. I think ABM is a key factor to succeed in complex B2B. And Mm -hmm. one of the reasons is that when working with large deals or long sales cycles, there's normally a lot of different people involved, right? So Mm -hmm. what you need to do is build consensus at scale. And we know that in many complex deals, the individual salesperson cannot reach all these people. Yeah. So uh, what what you can do is to use... The power of marketing to get a broader audience, mm-hmm. and it's not—it's not just our own uh, experience. There's also tons of research showing the superior upsides doing ABM compared not to. So you mm-hmm. can find research from Itsma, Serious Decision, Mega mm-hmm. Deals, etc. Right. And that's one of the reasons because you need to influence so many people, and mm-hmm. as it as an individual, you have. A hard time doing that
0: right right no those are <clears throat> those are really important points that you raised and you know um uh back to what i was saying uh previously um you know about uh what uh, what, what kind of a powerful influence abm does have on on the target market and so mm-hmm. forth um how and, and i'm sure you know uh you know being being in sales you probably get this question a lot and there's probably uh, potential prospects that you're talking to out there that are kind of like um uh, not decided yet um, about like whether they should uh, go ahead with ABM or not. And mm-hmm. uh, what, what is it that you tell them if they're you know if they're not sure you know they come back to you with questions like, oh Sarah I'm not sure about um you know the 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 older uh, ROI question mm-hmm. and does this justify the investment and you know um uh what what kind of um what what kind of returns are we gonna get or or, or results will this generate in terms of sales conversion? So how do you how do you address questions like that?
1: Yeah, so ABM is basically all the activities you're doing towards a specific account, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the touch and yeah. and how you can how you can measure it. You you cannot measure it the same way as you meet uh, as you're measuring leads conversion, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to you need to see it um, from a different angle. Mm-hmm. So one good way to measure it is like with A and B testing. Mm-hmm. So if you if you chose if you choose 10 accounts that sales act on and then another 10 that they're also acting on, but towards the first 10 we're also doing ABM and to mm-hmm. the other ones we are not and from that perspective you can you can see uh, the difference.
0: right. Okay. So uh, no, that's great, and and I think if I understood you correctly, and um, this is clearly, I, I suppose, one of the obvious benefits of ABM is that you can measure the results, right? Or, or or like that, or like that book says, it you know you can measure what matters, right? And this is this is one, uh, I, I guess, one important aspect of like you know why companies should be using ABM.
1: I would say that it is in one way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You need to you need to make it measurable. And mm. uh, you need to, to set KPIs that you can measure. Right. So yes and no, I would say. Mm-hmm. But yes, you can measure it because you can you can compare. When we do ABM, this happens. And when we are not doing it, it doesn't happen. Right. So you can put that, those things towards each other. And mm. when you do that it becomes measurable mm. so you can measure it like that okay
0: right um you know sarah i think uh you, you know the, the next question is uh, probably a, a massive understatement but um if uh, you, you know the past couple of months obviously um have been like nothing we've ever experienced before
2: right mm-hmm. like we're going right.
0: through we're going through a pandemic an economic crisis and uh you know it's it's um, this crisis has completely disrupted um several industries across the globe right? right and you know clearly um you know clearly um the world of abm has been affected by that as well mm-hmm. so you know with regards to that what kind of changes have you observed or seen um you know in abm since the start of the pandemic and uh, you know talk to us about this
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, tell us also What do you believe the future, you know, the future trends are for ABM as a result of what's going on right now?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that we, like you said, we all Mm -hmm. saw uh, the physical touch points were suddenly gone. Yes. And it's the same for ABM because you could could work with tailored events, trade shows, etc., but that's no longer possible. Mm. So there was also a huge cut in many organizations' marketing budgets, generally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And of course, we see that effect in ABM as well. So it has become even more focused on digital touch points. Right. So I I do believe, to, to answer that question... I think for the future it will be even more important to support the physical touch points with digital such.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I think that you will have to create like digital salespersons uh, in like creating messages mm-hmm. banner ads etc that will reflect the sales people even more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, No, those are those are great observations, and, and and I and I think it's fair to say that the the digital transformation uh, that we're witnessing right now that's probably not going to go away anytime soon. No. I mean, even if even if the in person events eventually roll back, um, and who knows when that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the the, the digital um, aspect of it is probably like. The next step, and and that is going to be an inevitable part of the future, not just for ABM, but for you know a lot of, a lot of other disciplines as well, right? Mm. Right. Okay. Um, and you you know you brought up a great point with the budgets, but we're going to talk about that in a second. Um. Yep. All right. Let's discuss ABM a bit further, and that's really just for the you know the benefit of those that wish to implement these tactics as part of their overall approach. Because as you know, as we mentioned earlier, maybe there's a couple of organizations out there that are still like undecided in terms of whether they wish to proceed with ABM or not. Mm -hmm. So how do you you assign uh, revenue opportunities that are unique to ABM generated accounts? Mm -hmm. And is it possible to prove that an ABM strategy drives real revenue compared to non-ABM initiatives?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what we talked about a bit before... Uh, ABM is basically all the activities you're doing towards specific accounts, right? right? And one good way to measure it, it is with A-B testing. So you, you choose these accounts where sales acts, and you choose uh, 10 other accounts where sales also act, but on, on one, one of the segments or the first 10 accounts, you also do ABM. So mm-hmm. that's one way to to really see the difference, and you right. know what what happens if if you're going to talk to everyone, right? You're yeah. gonna knock everyone's door,
2: yeah,
1: and you half of them cannot even buy from you. You will get a get a worse hit rate. The yeah. hit rate will be be uh, not as good as mm. if you knock on the doors to the people who actually can buy, to the organizations that wants to talk to you. And Mm -hmm. so you need to do your disqualification and uh, um, qualify, sorry, qualify, Mm -hmm. thank you. You need to Mm -hmm. disqualify and qualify correctly. Mm -hmm. And on the question about whether ABM is the reason for the effect or not, it depends on who you are asking and, right. the, and the transparency you're having towards each other, you right. and, and your client. Because were it sales? Was it ABM? You know, many times sales would probably say that they did it and marketing mm-hmm. will be sure that it was them. But
2: right. the
1: truth probably lies somewhere in between, right? Because it's mm-hmm. a combination. They, yeah. they are both needed.
0: Okay. Um, well, I mean, uh, thanks for sharing that. And I think, uh, you know, if I understood um, what you've been explaining in the past couple of minutes correctly, um, is that also ABM is perhaps one of those, uh, shall we say, uh, methods or initiatives that will help to create um, uh, alignment between, um, you know, sales and marketing, which is, you know, always the, um, it's, 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 it's always the key challenge in organizations, right? It's always to get these, uh, these two groups to work together.
1: Yeah, instead of definitely. against each other right? yes definitely mm. i yeah. mean we're trying to do the same thing so
0: well yeah i mean essentially everyone's on the same team right so, right okay we are. no that's yeah that's excellent hey it's christian klepp here we'll get back to the episode in a second but first is your brand struggling to cut through the noise are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales are you trying to pivot your business if so Book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. Um, so how do you think organizations uh, should be planning uh, You know, holistically for ABM from the start, um, mm-hmm. including such things as like third-party technology uh, recommendations?
1: Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I would say don't go all in from start. Mm. You should start small. Mm-hmm. And I, because I believe in creating something that is scalable, should be sustainable mm-hmm. over time, you know? Yeah. And the best way to implement that is by starting small. So mm-hmm. specifically, uh, especially if you your organization uh, doesn't have experience from working like this before, mm-hmm. because then it's also about, you know, changing a behavior. Right. So typically get one of your top salespeople on board. Mm-hmm. Start by focusing on very few of his or hers accounts. Right. So if you have a lot of ABM experience or lots of in-house resources, mm-hmm. there'll there are many great tools out there. You know, you have full stack ABM platforms, you have intent data providers like Bombora or Salesforce for a CRM or inbound, you yes. know. But if you don't have a lot of experience or resources, you should find someone that can help you do it, mm-hmm. at least in the very beginning, so that you can, you know, grow successively mm-hmm. and have someone holding your hand while doing right. it. Because if you are going to, to do this in-house, it will it will take resources and it will take time. Indeed, yeah,
0: indeed, and you know, I mean, that that's definitely great advice. And you know, you brought up a a couple of great points. Um, You you know, for for example, um, if if I understood what you were saying correctly, Mm -hmm. is that you know, no amount of technology or third party platform Mm -hmm. is going to make your ABM campaign successful if you don't have the right uh, the right approach in place and you don't have the right team in place that that understands, um, you know, how first of all how this is implemented. Um, how this all works together because you know you know basically ABM is an ecosystem, right? Yeah, and you have to understand. You have to understand how the ecosystem works first, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the the other piece of advice which you brought up a couple of times, which I think is really gold, is yeah. start start small. Yeah, start small, test, iterate, and then uh, add on progressively as a, in, in, as as opposed to just going in all the way. Yeah, starting big and then right. you know you're not you're not sure what the outcome is going to be.
1: No, exactly. And mm. and many times if you are just going all in,
2: mm.
1: it will end with okay, we, we dropped this initiative. Yeah, we're going back to to our old, old patterns, you know. Yeah. Because it it was overwhelming, and mm. so when you are changing something, you should start small. Yeah. No, so, a, yeah, mm. definitely.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great insight. Um, yeah, Sarah, we we you know we we talked about this earlier, but mm-hmm. you know obviously the current crisis has disrupted the global economy. Yeah. And if I may mm-hmm. say so, it's it's sent shockwaves through several industries. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you you. You also you also brought it up in a you know in a previous answer about like you know clients that you've been interacting with or mm-hmm. or prospects that you've been um, you know communicating with um, mm-hmm. that have told you like hey listen Sarah we'd love to implement this but you know due to the ongoing uh, situation our mm-hmm. our budgets have either been reduced or taken away mm-hmm. but somehow we're we're still expected to you know deliver the same results or maybe yeah. even like higher results than we did last year yeah. um is there is there something you can do to help us so like what, what kind of advice have you been giving these clients who have seen their budgets reduced or taken away from them
1: yeah well i would say it's we we never recommend to to cut the marketing budget mm. totally but right. that's our saying but i would i would say to them that For marketing, to stay very close to sales. You know, really focus on what could make a difference here and now. Mm -hmm. What's important for us as an organization right now? Like, eliminate the risk from ongoing processes, you know, by helping them answer the questions their potential clients are wondering about with tailored messages. Like, especially the ones that's in a deal-closing phase, you know? Right. So that's super important. And also, Mm. don't forget the existing accounts. So stay close to them. Talk to them. Make sure they feel secure. You know, it's been very unstable Mm. and a lack of... The feeling of safety and security. Mm. And what mm. you really should do is stay close to these existing clients mm. and make them feel secure that you are holding yeah. their hand. You are doing right. this together. You're not leaving them. So yeah. that's something yeah. I've been talking about.
0: Right. That's such a great answer, too, because, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, what, uh, what what, has come out of this crisis is in fact that, you know, um, and regardless of whether you're, you know, you're an ABM or you're you're in another uh, marketing discipline, yeah. you have to look at this with a different um uh, a different set of eyes or a different mindset, right? Because this is an mm. unprecedented situation. Yeah. And um and I think it really is about like, okay, uh, how can we how can we reach out to our customers and continue to serve them and help us, you know, get through yeah. this crisis together? Exactly. Right. right.
1: Because so, if you are there for them now yeah they will say because they feel safe with you mm. so
0: right yeah exactly no that's 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 fantastic um sarah on to my next question mm-hmm. and I, I love asking this one because the <clears throat> the answers are, are are usually quite uh quite interesting and engaging yeah. um there are a few common uh commonly held beliefs or you know uh, you can also call it conventional wisdoms
2: mm-hmm.
0: um across different uh, uh different fields of marketing or marketing disciplines and I'm sure there are some as well in in the field of ABM
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: so talk to us about one such belief that you strongly disagree with
2: yeah.
1: yeah all right mm-hmm. so like we like we talked about before ABM can be many things of course yeah. and I'm not saying that everyone does yeah but it's pretty common that marketing Mm -hmm. are working with leads and it's less common to support pipeline Mm -hmm. so what i am saying is that it's pretty common to use abm to pave the way Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't say that i strongly disagree but i do believe that we can make a big difference and get the best effect by supporting all the way so Mm -hmm. i mean you can use it for just Parts of the sales cycle, but then again, your content should be very tailored for that specific phase. Mm -hmm. So, if you're choosing specific phases, I think that there's better phases to pick than the very beginning Mm -hmm. because, in the very beginning, you do have a lot of great tools for lead generation, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're not as applicable for like a deal closing phase as ABM.
2: Mm.
1: So, that's what I want to disagree with. If I'm going mm-hmm. to disagree, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. You, can, you can use it for many different phases, but I would say that if you want the effect, you should use it all the way to support the pipeline through the right. different phases with the okay. tailored messaging, mm. etc. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, that's uh, no, that's uh, that, that that's an incredible, uh, that's an incredibly interesting one. <laughs>
2: um,
0: <clears throat> so, okay, uh, and now we go on from like from that, like from these conventional wisdoms mm-hmm. that you 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 probably let's say let's say you don't you don't completely disagree with them, but let's just say you have a different opinion about them. I think is, is, is a yeah. fair um, a fair assumption. Yeah. So we go we go from that to um, what is the one thing that you believe uh, people uh, should start. Doing and mm-hmm. one thing that you think people should stop doing when it comes to ABM.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I believe people should um, start to really match the content towards mm-hmm. the sales and buyer's journey because right. the buyer's journey is not the exact same as the sales journey, right?
2: Mm. Yes. So
1: don't look at it from inside out tailoring yeah. the content towards different roles, mm-hmm. both formal and informal stakeholders. And I mean, most of them, which you will never even meet or talk to. So try to see it from both perspectives yeah. because different individuals looks at it differently. Right. So answer the questions they're thinking about. Mm. And stop doing when it comes to ABM. Well, I think... You should stop looking at ABM as a marketing activity. Mm. So you know it's it's not just marketing.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, right. No, that's um, that's a. Those are such great observations, and I think you brought up a good point. Um, you know, when you yeah. talked about buyer's journey, or mm-hmm. you know, you can call them customer journey mapping. And, yeah, uh, you you mentioned it in the previous <clears throat> in the previous answers, and it's amazing. Um even some of the companies that we talk to it's amazing um how you know we at the end of the discussion we we then determine that um that the client's team has in fact not developed um you know the ideal customer profile or a customer journey map right and 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 in fact that i'm sure this is the same uh you know with uh, with some of the accounts that you've been talking to yeah. but if they have um chances are that those uh, the that, uh, ideal customer profile and those uh, mm-hmm. the customer journey maps have changed in the past six months because of what's going on, right?
1: Yeah, I know you yeah. you you really need to to be more aware.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You need to really focus. So where where can we make an impact? Right. Who who fits us the best? Mm and where can we make an impact for them? So yeah. you, you really need to find that.
0: Exactly, exactly. No, uh, great. I mean, Sarah, um, this has been such a great session. Um, thanks so much for coming on and sharing. Uh, so what's the best way for people out there to connect with you?
1: Uh, yes, Christian, thank you again for having me. So it's mm-hmm. been a pleasure talking to you here in this mm-hmm. session. And if you want to get in contact with me, I would say the easiest way is to just uh, drop a connection request on LinkedIn. So Mm I am Sarah Manson, and you can Mm -hmm. search for Sarah Manson in sync if you want to find me. And That would be the very easiest way.
0: Okay, fantastic. Uh, You know, Sarah, I think we covered a lot of ground today in terms of ABM and what B2B companies need to do in order to navigate through these turbulent times. So, um, you know, thanks again, and I wish you all the best. Um, Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, Christian, and likewise.
0: All right, take care. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at co, and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.